This free agency period is an absolute frenzy, but we are looking at all the moves that have been made over the past week, I guess two weeks at this point, because I am sitting down with Sam, the girl who talks sports on this episode of Third and Wine. You don't want to miss it. It's football. It's wine. It's all the time. Welcome to Third and Wine. I have to get used to saying that because it's only my second episode and I know literally one week I'm going to slip up and probably say the real football fans in New Jersey, but that's okay. But this is Third and Wine. Again, this is my second episode and I'm so excited to be here for another week. I just, you know, this podcast so far has like picked up in like three weeks and I think that's incredible and I have a great following behind me. So thank you to everyone who has tapped in via the pod or live. I just really appreciate everyone. And I, you know, am committed to delivering the best of the best football content to you every single week. So right now we are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So please feel free to engage throughout the episode. And I will not wait any longer because I have a really awesome guest with me this week. And I'm so happy that she said yes to coming on the show because you never know, sometimes you put the feelers out there and people say no, but I will not wait any longer. So I'm going to introduce my uh, guest. This is Sam Cardona. Sam, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I have to say it's been, I think, a year since someone asked me to be on a podcast. Um, so I am I'm shocked about that. <laughs> I've kind of I've I've taken a little bit of a step back from the podcasting world with like my jobs and everything that I've mm-hmm. been doing. So when you asked me to come on, I was like, oh my God, yes, I need to do this because it's been so long <laughs> since I was able to do something like this, apart from doing um Big Blue Avenue. So um I'm really stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And honestly, I couldn't think of anyone better because I love women in sports. I know, you know, lately that's been a big conversation. It always is. And I think you are one of the best in the game. So I've loved sitting down with you on Big Blue Avenue in the past. Um, But yeah, so just to get us started, can you let our audience know who you are, what you do, like how you are in like the creator world with football and everything like that and other sports um, and where people can find you on social media? For sure. So my name is Sam Cardona. Um, I have gone by the girl who talks sports for, I think, oh my God, almost five years now. I started started my podcast right after I graduated from uh, college. Um, I don't do long form content as much anymore just because I'm just so busy. Um, But I do still, I'm very active on my socials. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Sam TGWTS or on Instagram at the girl who talks sports. Um, And right now what I do, um, I do work in sports. I run um, content for a sports betting app called Mojo, which is the sports stock market. Mm -hmm. Um, Really cool stuff. We just opened, uh, we we started with football and we've opened up now to basketball and we're doing March Madness stuff now. So that's really cool. But um, me and my two coworkers, one of them who some people may know Sporty Jordy. She's a big um, Eagles content I've creator. seen her. <laughs> yes. Um, we're very good friends. Um, so we do work together and we run 
um, all the content on all the channels for Mojo. So, and we put out some really fun stuff. So if you guys want to follow us there, we're Mojo across the board, <laughs> Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, all at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Yeah, it's an interesting platform. Um, I've looked into it recently. I've actually, I've seen them at a couple of Giants games uh, going around and talking to people. So that's how I had initially had heard that of them. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was- we had um a, a plane with like a mojo yeah. banner going around MetLife for like mm-hmm. such a long time. So yeah, makes sense. It's so it is interesting, honestly, like the whole idea around like a stock market for athletes and things like that. So it anyone listening right now, like if you haven't had a chance, like Sam said, they are mojo across across the board. So definitely check that out for sure. And good for you creating the content for them. So you're giving the people yeah. what they want. So. Definitely. I try my best. And after we let like have broken away from football a little bit I had to like step out of my comfort zone just right. a bit but it's been really fun learning more about basketball learning more about college mm-hmm. basketball I don't know anything about college basketball right I'll be, like super <laughs> transparent um apart from like March Madness and stuff like that yeah. so it's been a fun time that's me I'm the person right now that like thinks they know what they're talking about because it was March <laughs> Madness because I made a bracket but in reality I have Same. no idea what's going on <laughs> Same. Yeah, and I just picked Alabama to win because I'm a huge Alabama football fan. So hey, well tied. There, they're the first seed. So <laughs> we'll see what sense. just worked out for me. So we'll see what they can do. All right. So usually I ask uh, my audience, you know, prior to the show, if they have any questions leading in. Uh, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So obviously, if you have questions, if you're watching live, please go ahead and send them in throughout the episode. But Sam, I got a couple of questions around, you know, the Giants with free agency and the draft and things like that. So we're actually going to get that. I already had that slated for the episode, but I did get a funny question and I think it's a <laughs> very relevant and it's a great question because it is definitely up in the air every single single year so the one question was will we actually beat Dallas twice this year (laughs) twice because we don't even beat them once in a season so I would love to know what you think will happen this year can we actually pull off a W um I would say at this point in time honestly I do feel like we could split the series Mm -hmm. next year I do think we can do a one and one because if we could do it with Philly and and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, I feel like it's very possible yeah. for that to happen. Obviously, we didn't do that this past year. But nonetheless, it's happened in the past. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that it's... They are... The Cowboys are so weird because you put the... Like, I constantly, in my brain, I'm like, the Cowboys are not good. Like, in my brain, no, I'm always uh, thinking always. that. And then all of a sudden, they're like 10 and 1. And I'm like, right. wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, I thought that they were not that great of a team. Um, personally, I do. I hate that he's on the Cowboys, but I really like Dak Prescott. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he's a really good player. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, but I mean, they just lost Zeke. This is like kind of like this like restructuring kind of year. People yeah. were concerned about McCarthy for a while in terms of this coaching. But I feel like this confidence is coming up not only in our roster, but in our coaching staff. And I feel like the Giants are not not a team to be messed with next year. I'm very yeah very excited for this upcoming football season for the Giants because I feel like it's going to be a complete 180 than where we were two three years ago for sure yeah I completely agree and I think a lot of it has to do like with what has happened over the last couple of weeks how we ended the season everything like that like coming off of that momentum like well, we may have lost in the divisional round. Like we winning a playoff game against, you know, the Vikings was really big for us to kind of go out yeah. on, I think. Yeah. Um, and just again, what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks and just kind of like seeing the guys and their their training and then we the 
season officially starts and we're going to the draft. Like, I think we're in a really good position. And I agree with you. I, I am confident that we will split the series this mm-hmm. year. We we almost pulled off that dub. I was there at the Monday night game. I was so excited. The whiteout. Oh. Like, it was just, it was there. Like, I just feel like it was there. And it was, but then it wasn't. It was like, I, ah. <laughs> I was so close to actually, crazy enough, that whiteout game, that was my first day ever at Mojo. That oh was my wow! First day of work, and yeah. we went to um, Reds, the bar that's like mm-hmm. nearby, and we were doing stuff, and we were so close to going to that game, and I was like, "Oh my god, it would be amazing if we went." And then they won, and I was I know. there, and then we started watching it like at Reds, and I was like, nope. "Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit yeah. through this." Yeah, I mean that was like a sign, though. Like, like as a Giants fan, like I knew the season was going to be different. Being in that stadium with people actually taking the white out seriously, I don't know why it was white because I don't have anything white for the Giants. Like I had to like literally borrow my sister's sweatshirt, which I bought I bought for her birthday a couple of years ago. So it worked out. My gift to her worked out for me there in the go. long run. But I'm looking around and it's a sea of white. And I'm like, good for you people, whether you had to scramble like me or you already have a white jersey. Um, and it was just like you just like felt an atmosphere of people who wanted to be there and just like felt excited. So like, I knew from that moment, like it was a loss against Dallas and that sucked, but it was such a momentum shift, like in my fandom, like in my respect for the people surrounding me, the players on the field and everything like that. Like it just, I knew that the season was going to be different and Oh my God, what a fun freaking season. Like, Oh my God. I, I totally feel that though, because I've gone to a couple of giants games last year and I went to um, the Giants Bears game, which we won, and then I did go to the Giants Eagles game at MetLife, which we didn't win. Yeah, um, which was a different story. <laughs> but the one where the, we were playing the Bears was a fairly good game, right? And we were like on top most of, most of the game, and I was like, "Wow, these people actually want to be here, and they're actually cheering for this team." And it was like such a mood shift. It was right. like crazy. Yeah. Definitely good for sure. And we're going to get more into the Giants and we're going to talk about kind of, you know, where they were last year, what we're going to see in 2023. But let's dive into free agency. Oh boy. It has been the most, I'm going to say in the last five years, this has been the most chaotic last two weeks of free agency I've seen in a really long time. But I'm not surprised because, you know, prior to launching Third and Wine, when I was doing Real Football Fans in New Jersey, Every other week, we just kept bringing up the free agency list to remind our audience, these are the people, like, this is a stacked free agency list. Like, so many players were free agents. And it's, I'm not surprised that these moves have been made, but there's so many eye-opening ones, too. Like, holy shit, I did not think that that was going to happen, where that person was going to land. So. It has been absolutely crazy. So I'm just going to read off some of the the top ones that I've seen. Yeah. Get your feedback on any of them that come out to you and then we'll get we'll dive into the Giants specifically. So all right. So we got the Falcons taking Taylor Heineke. With <laughs> the Panthers, you've got Von Bell, Andy Dalton, Miles Sanders, which is the most recent one from the Eagles. Yep. Then you've got the Browns. This was announced today, but it's not spoken about that much. Dalvin Tomlinson went over to the Browns today. So I did see that. I am a little shocked that the Vikings were open to let, I don't know how much they fought for him behind the scenes. I'm a little upset the Giants didn't tap into that. I cried Mm -hmm. and he let the Giants love him. (laughs) Um, With the Lions, David Montgomery, I thought that was a huge snack for them. Um, And then with the Eagles, uh, they've 
got Rashad Penny. Uh, they brought back James Bradbury, which was oh. massive for the Eagles. I'm heartbreaking. Not happy about it, but it's a it's a big contract. Three years, thirty eight million million with twenty million guaranteed. So that's pretty big for them. And then they also brought back Fletcher Cox. It's a one year deal, uh, but I think mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense there. Um, with the Raiders, they got Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers. They obviously bring in a new quarterback. You've got to you know bring in that wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots are that's a big loss for the Patriots. He was their their guy. So uh, we'll see what Matt uh, Mac Jones can do with um, Juju because now yep Juju went over there. So we'll see what we can do there. Uh, Miami Dolphins they got Mike White. So the Jets are in a pretty pretty interesting situation. Uh, <laughs> I guess everyone's hoping that Aaron Rodgers is going and going to work out. But if he doesn't, Zach, Zach Wilson's your guy because Mike White is now down in Miami. So very interesting there uh, with the Saints, you know, Derek Carr. That was a big mm-hmm. conver- uh, topic of conversation on my last episode. Uh, but they also did re-sign Jameis. So Jameis Will- uh, Winston is back with Derek Carr there. And they got Jamal Williams the other day, which I think is a big Big push for them. And then my final kind of just big call out is the Bucks taking Baker Mayfield. I don't uh-huh. understand it. Um, I guess if I were the Rams, I would have fought to pull him in and keep him. I'm not a huge Matthew Stafford fan. I, I don't see the potential there. And obviously mm-hmm. he's coming off a big injury. So I'm in no way, shape, or form would Baker Mayfield start over Matthew Stafford. And that's coming from a Stafford hater. Um, <laughs> but wh- it worked out so perfectly when you pulled him in last year with that injury. Keep him as your backup. So I, listen, I don't know how hard they fought behind the scenes, but for him to go to the Bucks, that just sucks in my opinion. So that's kind of the big high level view that I pulled in. Um, literally anyone listening, watching right now, there was shit going on right when I started this like live stream. So please don't come after me for things that are going on because I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so, Sam, any like thoughts on that list I just read right there? Um, yeah, I mean, I was definitely, I remember the Jimmy G thing happened so fast. Yeah. Like, it was like the second four o'clock came around, or not four o'clock, 12 o'clock came around. Mm-hmm. It was like, Jimmy G's going to the Raiders. Like, right. it was like already discussed. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Because <laughs> like, it just like, I thought that was going to be a little bit more continuous because I know like right. maybe the Jets were like a little bit interested in case the Aaron Rodgers thing didn't, mm-hmm. you know, work out. Um, I love Mike White going to the Dolphins. I think that's yeah. wonderful. I absolutely adore it because if you think about it, and unfortunately, I, I do like Tua, and I do think that Tua could be a really great quarterback. But I love Tua. <laughs> I, well, I assume that you would, being from, he's from Alabama, but he unfortunately has this horrible injury list. I know. And to have someone like Mike White as your backup, I think is very, very solid. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that that I, when I saw that happen, I was like, "Oh, that sucks." My my other coworker is a Jets fan, and he was like, "Mike White's dead to me." I wanted him to no. be on the Jets forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love it. The love for him is like so crazy. Like he just like people were ready to ship off Zach Wilson for just for Mike White to take it all from him. I honestly, I I, yeah, I like- get it. <laughs> I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna save this a little bit for um the our last segment on the show for whining but yeah. I hate Zach Wilson okay um, I'll, I'll I'll hate I I will just hold that in for just a little bit longer but I I hate everything about him um but yeah I think that 
the other one, I don't think you mentioned this one, but um, Orlando Brown went to the Bengals. Okay, yeah. And I think that's huge yeah. for Cincinnati, huge for Joey B. Like, yeah. that was so, so needed for, like, two, three years now they've needed somebody yeah. like him. So I'm, I thought that that was really, really big. Um, and Jamal Williams, I was like, that was, yeah, that, that he is so not only like a talented player, but he also just seems like the most likable human being. He on seems the planet. like the weirdest human being. He seems <laughs> so strange, so strange, but he's just yeah. always happy and yeah. like very good vibes. Yeah. So I know why Detroit was like super upset about losing him, but I feel like oh, him going yeah. to the Saints is a huge deal and like a huge um, momentum shift for them. Um, Jameis, I was surprised about on the Saints, honestly. I just don't get the point. Um, yeah, I were him too at this. I would just be like, I don't understand it either as a player. Like he came out last season speaking about feeling disrespected. He came back from yeah. injury and Andy Dalton was still starting for them. And it wasn't, and like, it just, it seems like there's a lot of miscommunication and maybe, I don't know, Sean Payton. I, I don't know. Like, no, excuse me. I, I didn't mean to say that. Um, I just, <laughs> I, I know I'm like, Sean Payton. The fact that he's coming back to the NFL is just like <laughs> for a, did not need to mention his name. I just um because I'm thinking of their current coach and I'm blanking on his name and I don't Dennis think, Allen. I don't think he's a good coach. <laughs> That's where my head is at right now. Like trying to get across. So I feel like there is that miscommunication like amongst team members, but with Derek Carr and Jamal Williams, I think that's a good pairing because you're bringing in a veteran quarterback. You need to bring in other players that have been around to build up because I'm not a fan of Michael Thomas. I knew he wasn't mm. going to do anything last year. I have so many friends that picked him up in fantasy for like real, not a, I'm saying for cheap because they got him in later rounds and they were so excited. And I was like, he's not going to do anything for you. Injury, injury, injury every single week. And then Alvin Kamara, great player, but I'm just mm. it's at this time where it's not anymore. I'm not seeing it. So Derek Carr's yeah. going to need people around him, bring in people that have been around that are, are producing, just not have been there for the saints already. Like they got to yeah. like wash it. I think. Yeah, and unfortunately, Kamara is probably going to get suspended or or something, something. or other for right. what what went down. I, mean, um, I fucking hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, and I know that Derek NFL. Carr also the coach is um Dennis Allen, and okay. I know that Carr and um Allen have played on the same team together like when he was with the Raiders. Got it. So or not played, but. Uh, Alan was a coach so right. I think that they're familiar with one another mm -hmm. and um it's probably a good fit for them I mean I don't yeah. have anything against the Saints I think that I'd like to see them perform better because I feel like after watching Drew Brees for so many years you know yeah. you want to see that team continue to rise but I just I don't know if they're going to be outstanding but it'll be interesting to see Derek Carr go from black and silver to black and gold That's yeah I mean it's only a little bit of a color shift. So. A little bit of an outfit shift, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I just, I think with the Saints, what I'll agree with you is that they were good for so long. And it's not like they are completely, like, shitting the bed and mm. are, like, an embarrassing organization. They're just not doing anything to improve themselves. And yeah, that, no. to me, as a football fan, is super frustrating. Like, I have no, no ties to New Orleans. I have no ties to the Saints, anything mm -hmm. like that. But just as an outside perspective of a football fan, watching how teams organize themselves and try to build up, 
I just think the last couple of years they haven't done anything. And that's yeah. frustrating to watch. So now we're kind of seeing some shifts in this off season and I'd like to see what they do in the draft. Cause maybe, you know, come August, we're going to see these shifts make more sense for them. So for sure, for sure. All right. So let's talk about the giants because they have done some things over the Ooh. last two weeks in this, this little period we've had here. So, all right. So as of today, uh, Wide receiver Jeff Smith is coming over from the Jets. We've got our mm-hmm. biggest one, tight end Darren Waller, coming over from the Raiders. Um, and then we've got inside linebacker Bobby. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. It's Bobby. That sounds right. Bobby Okereke from the Colts. I've been – so if anyone listened to my old podcast – I can't pronounce anything, anyone's name. It does not matter what it looks like. Like I was nervous pronouncing your last name. Like I like, (laughs) it's so bad. And I do this for this podcast. I actually also do something for like work too, professionally, like interview Mm -hmm. people. It's just something that I'm like, I'm always like, tell me three weeks in advance to the interview, what your name is and how to pronounce it and everything. So I am just like, I probably shouldn't be in this position pronouncing professional athletes' last names, but um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Okereke. So Bobby Okereke, so hold that, from the Colts. Um, and then we have defensive tackle Rakeem Nunez-Rochez from the Bucks. So yeah. that was the first move the Giants made. Um, and then shortly uh, before, I mean, they're obviously making other moves, like with signings and things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley. And then right before the show, uh, Darius Slayton is coming back to the New York Giants. So I know that that first name I had read on the list, um, Jeff Smith, wide receiver, a lot of people were like, that's going to be Darius Slayton's replacement and things like that. And I saw things like, oh, like, why are you calling him an upgrade? I think people were happy and calling him an upgrade. I like, I guess at that point, that was a sign that Slayton was going to move on. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I opened my phone right before the show and saw that we did bring him back. Um, I do love Darius Slayton and I, I mm-hmm. like his relationship with Daniel Jones. I yeah, want to say more, obviously. Um, I think that there's been some monumental drops on his end and I would like to fix those. Um, but yes. I do like his relationship with Daniel Jones. So I like that he's coming back. Um, I didn't, I didn't agree with when people assumed he was leaving calling, you know, Smith an upgrade. I think it was just a replacement because if I'm the New York giants, I am filling that wide receiver slot with 5,000 people. Like I have <laughs> 5,000 wide receivers on my team because mm-hmm. look what happened last season. And I was calling this going into the 2022 season because we'd seen it in 2020 and 2021. We were getting hit left and right in that wide receiver spot. I was like, we don't have a number one. We're losing people to injury. We're not sure what we're doing. And it history repeated itself in 2022, but like really badly. Like we were, I probably put it the bad juju out into the space to be honest. So, (laughs) but now if I'm Joe Shane, I'm like, literally we need 5,000 wide receivers. So I'm not surprised they're keeping pulling these people in. You're keeping Sterling Shepard. You obviously, you know, you're moving forward with Isaiah Hodgins. We're going to look in the draft. I mean, I think that's a top pick for us hundred percent, but then we're making free agency moves. We're bringing in Darius Slayton. So that's just kind of, you know, my thought with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I was unsure whether or not Slayton was going to stay when like he like they released him or whatever. And then I was like one like it didn't seem like solid to me. Right. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to do this or not. 
Um, and then they signed um, the guy from the Jets. And I was like, I still didn't feel – because like you said, like I feel like you should be signing all of these wide receivers. Yeah. And I think that the front office has a similar idea of having a larger wide receiver room. Um, because in my brain now what I'm thinking is that Darren Waller is going to be the face of our offense. Love it. And it's almost going to be similar to the way Kelsey is to Mahomes. Yep. Like we want that Daniel Jones to tight end. I love every second of it. Like I, that's what I like. Cause you know, think about it. You're like, yes, obviously the chiefs have wide receivers and everything, but like who's yeah. Patrick Mahomes like target. Like he's right. going to hit Travis every yeah. time yeah. as much as he can. So like, that's why I'm feeling like, obviously we need wide receivers. I would love more wide receivers. Um, I love Slayton and I know that he's actually going to, he knows what he did wrong. He knows what he mm-hmm. needs to improve on with the drops and everything. Um, but I, I'm so confident in Darren Wall. Like it's oh, unreal God. how confident I yeah. am in that man. And I, love I feel like having guys like a multitude of like lower end guys, even Hodgins, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. only been on the team for a year. Right. You know, I, I want him to be that wide receiver one. I want him to go into that position. But like right now, it's not it's not going to be that right away. Right. Um. So I hope that Darren comes in and fills that role, and we can use these wide receivers more the way the Chiefs' offense are doing things yeah. in terms of you know hitting Waller as much as possible. And that guy is, oh my god! I and we we interacted on Twitter about this. I, I was, was so beside myself. Um. It was I so was, unexpected. Like good for the job. Like good for our management going out and getting him. Like just like no. Not one single ounce of me had any idea that we were going to be getting anybody like Darren no, Waller. No. Not even for a moment. No. Like, my, like, opening up Twitter, I thought the biggest name was going to be Jerry Judy. Like, I thought we'd yes. be in contention with him. Yes. But to go after a big-name tight end, I don't think we're going to get Jerry Judy now. But uh, And then kind of sprinkle in some other people, like a wide receiver or things like that. Like, incredible. Because it is... It, it makes me laugh because it's, it's a position that the Giants have lacked for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But over the past couple of seasons, we've been trying to push the agenda of getting more weapons, but people just bring up a wide receiver or, you know, we've been in desperate need of a pass rusher. So obviously, thank God we got Kayvon. Um, yes. But it's we're pushing the agenda for the positions we really need. But it's mm-hmm. so funny for the shadow to always be on the tight ends. I love Daniel Bellinger. He's a blocker. He's an incredible, incredible tight end. To have him pair up with a guy like Darren Waller, who is just there to be a threat to receive that ball downfield, that's a dynamic duo that I need in two tight ends. So 100%. gone with the conversations of we're bringing in Darren Waller to be tight end one, why are we doing that to Daniel Bellinger? They're two different players, but we need that dynamic in a tight tight end. Yeah. You're literally like speaking what my mind has been saying, like thinking <laughs> this like these last couple of days, because I love Daniel Bellinger. And if you yeah. if anybody has um seen Big Blue Avenue, I'm on a podcast, Big Blue Avenue, it's all giant stuff with um my co-host Tom and Hank and Caitlin has been on it with us, um, which was lovely. But I talk about Darren Waller like he is like living in my house. I love that man so much. I'm just like, oh, Daniel. Oh yeah, Daniel did this. Oh, Daniel hurt his eye. Oh, I hope he's okay. I hope Daniel's okay. I love that man. And I think that you're a hundred percent correct that that dynamic of two tight ends is going to be wonderful because not only can he learn from Darren Waller, who's a veteran, um, but he can use his strengths um, to 
you know, push this offense forward in yeah. the best ways possible. Darren Waller can go out and do his thing. And I think that it's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful relationship. I'm so, I, I could not be more ecstatic for the tight end yeah. position on the Giants. And, and I was stoked when Kyle Rudolph got brought on. Oh, like, me too. I, I like, really did like that. Yeah. It's a shame it didn't work out. But <laughs> I know. I was like so ready for me it. Too. I was like, I was like, he's going to be in the red zone. Yep. He's our red zone threat. He blah, 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 blah. Stats, stats, stats. Nothing. You know, Nothing. like one time. I think he had one catch in the end zone the entire time he was with us. So yeah, I was like, you know what? It's fine. But I adore the tight end position on the Giants. And yeah, it's going to be wonderful. So real quickly on uh, Bobby Ukerke, which, you know, mm -hmm. why do I keep bringing him up? Because I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> um, so digging into kind of who he is as a player on the Colts. Uh, so big shout out to our friends over at Talking Giants because they always dig real, real in. Uh, so our friend Justin Pennick actually reached out to one of uh, their connections that is a Colts fan. So his reaction for Bobby is that, or his feedback is that mm -hmm. he's a ball hunter. He's very good instincts for the ball. And I'm reading out a text message right here, especially in the run game, long and pretty solid tackler as an eye test. Um, the only debate is him in coverage um, and things like that. So he's playing very well that they're saying so, and that he moves and he can be multiple different positions. So they had him as an inside linebacker, but you can move him to outside linebacker as well. So um, I really liked seeing that I'm the type of person when these, these trades do happen, you know, I'm diving into their fan base and trying to understand because sure. we're giants fans. Clearly I know who these players are, everything about them. And then, being an Alabama fan, I know the ins and outs of every Alabama player in the NFL. So, but those are my guys. Like those who I know. So other people like on other teams, like, yeah, of course, like we've got the big names, but someone like, you know, Bobby, I, you know, I need that extra support, that extra education. So seeing sure. a, a text message, like a personal text message like that on from a fan, like is very reassuring to see. So I, I love the fact that I was able to discover that. So shout out again to our friends at Talking Giants, because definitely, definitely wanted to see some positiveness there. So I think he could be a threat for us as well. Yeah, 100%. And we've been looking for somebody to fill... Um, the linebacker role that Blake Martinez left behind. Right. And I think that Bobby is just going to, I'm just going to call him Bobby. Um, Bobby's Bobby. going to come in here and, um, you know, for paying him $40 million, I think that that's a, you know, a solid amount of money that you go and yeah. fill that linebacker hole that we need you to fill in. So, Agreed. Um, but it was definitely needed too. Like we, yeah. we needed that extra help. And I think I just saw um, a clip actually on Twitter of him, a t a, like tackling Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, and, I see that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. okay. I'm glad that you're not doing that to no, Daniel no. Jones anymore, yeah. and that you're doing it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, it looks like a great player. Like you said, I I'm not as familiar with mm -hmm. someone, um, especially from like the Colts. I'm not super familiar right. with like their in-depth roster, um, or you know their defensive roster. So, I think that it's going to be a good fit. And even my co-host said that they liked it. So I yeah. I trust them and I trust their judgment. Absolutely. All right. So let's dive back into the Giants a little bit more. And just to refresh, you know, the audience, you know, the, whether you're watching live or listening to the on-demand version later uh, through your favorite podcast outlet, what I'm trying to do over the next couple of weeks is bring in, you know, someone from each fan base. So it's easy to sit down and talk with you, Sam, because we're both Giants fans. But mm -hmm. last week was great because uh, the previous episode, I had an Eagles and a Chiefs fan on. Mm -hmm. And I, able, I was able to get them come head to head. And, 
sit down and hash out the Super Bowl, but Love hash it. out their seasons because clearly the Chiefs and the Eagles had outstanding 2022 seasons. So my goal over the next couple of weeks as we approach the, the NFL draft, I, I wanted to sit down with the fans and really understand, you know, from your perspective, what the 2022 season looked like for you and, and where we're going to head in the future. So for the Giants specifically, you know, what were kind of like your main takeaways for our 2022 season? I definitely what I think one of the main things I saw, especially in the beginning of the season, was when a healthy Saquon is on the field, it's insane. Yeah. Like we are so much better of a team with Saquon. And and it's unfortunate that we haven't been able to have that for the past couple of years. Um, so my biggest takeaway in terms of that was that Saquon needs to stay healthy. And we need to pay the man when the time comes yeah. around and we need to keep him on the Giants because he yeah. is we we don't need to get rid of him to then try and fill that role again. Like he is the guy. If he stays healthy, I'm so OK with keeping him around. I was so nervous that he was going to leave yeah. this past um, these past couple of weeks. And because I didn't know what was going on with the Daniel Jones's contract and whatnot. But that was one of the big things. The other thing on the other side of the ball was the run defense for the Giants <laughs> was like Swiss cheese. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, and I was worried every week because I think week one, we played the Titans. And, and it was good. Had, Derrick Henry did anything. I know. And we had to go up against Derrick Henry. And I was like so nervous. And I was like, oh, my God. This right. It would be terrible. And it really wasn't that bad. Um, but it, you did see the problems within the run defense yeah. for sure. And that was something I know that they're definitely filling in, um, with that guy that we brought on, uh, uh, Nunez Roches. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's going to be a big help for that. Um, and then overall, the main takeaway from this season for me was that people needed to stop hating on Daniel Jones because oh, I, I have been on this train for years and i've been trying to say like give the kid a chance give the right. kid a chance and they're like we've given him enough chances and i'm like i know but give him one more chance and i, I don't think we've given him enough chances so i disagree with those people I, I i've always been like i have video evidence of me on draft night like going oh my like i was like that's good a good pit like i feel like this could be oh, good. i feel like i was like who the fuck is that <laughs> It was crazy. It was that, that was like my first, um, my first year, like really getting into like my sports yeah. career, and I was doing deep dives into people. So I saw yeah. Daniel Jones, I saw Duke, and I remember watching film on him, and then I remember him getting picked, and I was like, oh, I know who that is. I was like, Oh yeah. my god, this actually might be pretty good. Um, and then I was like, And he looks like Eli. So like, how much of a difference going to be? <laughs> and course. I think he's better than Eli, honestly, mm -hmm. personally. I think that the run. I think the run definitely. More mobile, yeah, it's like very. Um, that puts it, yeah. It's for in, sure yeah uh for sure it's um, so funny yeah. yeah so i think that daniel jones and i think a lot of people have come out and said that they are like you know sorry for disrespecting this man for so long because it was very yeah. obvious that anytime we lost a game it was never really his fault like no. it was always something else going on yeah um but he stepped up so much i i just I adore the kid. I really do. And I, I'm yeah. happy he signed. I'm happy we have him for a little bit longer. Um, and I'm will sit on the top of the Daniel Jones Hill till the day. I yeah. Die. Yeah. I mean, I will too. I, I think I was very, you know, open and honest about it going into the 2022 season. It was, you know, it was his make or break year. And I think 100%. that that was, you know, I, I stood by him, you know, during the shit times, but he was also, 
handed just really shitty management and teams. So that's just unfortunate with people like, you know, everyone compares the NFL to a business. So think of your day job, my day job. If the people around you aren't performing and they suck, chances are you're going to be bad too. And you're going to be miserable day to day and you're just not going to perform. And guess what? If you're the leader of that team and you're not performing, it all comes down to you. So NFL players always want to say, yeah, compare this to your daily life. Well, there you go. I just, I just did. So like, it's, <laughs> it's pretty much that simple, but I was very transparent. Like if he didn't perform this season, then that would have been it. And that's exactly how things go. But he did, he fixed his fumbles. He did still have a couple of different things, but he led us in so many different areas. So I'm happy, you know, the kid got paid. I, there's definitely still some haters out there, but listen, sure. to get it, it comes back to the realism of it. Of course he has to prove himself we're not sitting here being like, oh, yeah, of course, we paid him. He's going to be the best thing for five years. Hell no. I'm still need to see that this kid's got to do stuff. Like, I want him to do stuff. So I also don't want to – I never cheer poorly for people on my own team. Like, why would you want someone to like, Yeah, I know. That? Why would you want anyone to fail on your own team? Like, stop. Like, this year was just so eye-opening and so exciting for people, like – as Giants fans, like what, like, let's keep doing this. Like it was yeah. fun. Like let's stop being miserable for a I season. Know. Like, Jesus. But yeah, I, the draft is funny. I remember like my couch is over to the right of me. Um, I remember being like in, I think I just, I was in this house for like a year or two at this point. And I was just like sitting on my couch and just like, as they said his name, I like kind of slowly like fell off the couch. Cause I just didn't know, like what yeah. I wasn't expecting expecting it and I have to go back to the draft and see who I was actually expecting at that point um because it's so funny year after year when I go back and analyze the Giants and who I originally thought they were going to pick like and then who they actually did like I gotta tell you Saquon was the only person that I think I predicted and they they took them like yeah I need to go back and look at that because I always find it so intriguing honestly but yeah, so I just remember like sliding off the couch, being like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Um, like it worked, it worked out. And hopefully, it does work out for us. But yeah, um, I think those are really good, good takeaways. Again, a pretty exciting, unexpected season from the Giants, and I think things are only, only going to get better for us for sure. Definitely. All right, so let's move over into kind of where we're going. So as we move, so we've done some stuff in free agency already. So and we've already shared our thoughts on that. Moving into the draft, what positions do you think we should be targeting with our early picks? And, you know, do you have anyone in mind right now? So I must say, this is a draft I need to study up on outside of the quarterbacks. I'm like QB heavy right now. Outside of quarterbacks, I really need to hone in a little bit more on. Yeah, I definitely did a little bit of research on this just because... I'm the same like you you know like the main guys and then right. there's you you want to know more about like the the second third fourth round guys that you might be able to pick up that's like a nice little gem that you get later on like I, like I remember we got Aziz Ojolari in the second yeah. round and I was like oh that was so good it's so well pick. so well done <laughs> um I definitely you know wide receiver is definitely on the list um the only thing I'm nervous about is getting a wide receiver in the first round is that we we are pretty low because yeah. we actually played well so like we're not in the top 10 anymore um and i i wonder if it might just be worth it to wait to the second round to get a wide receiver or even later on um i feel like a corner might be someone that we should be um honing in on um a couple guys that i had seen um there's clark phillips from utah and cam smith from south carolina those were two guys that um had caught my eye in terms of corners um because i think that our you know, our secondary is good. 
but I yeah. think that there's definitely times where we can it can be can, better. Of course. And I feel like that's you could say that about almost every position, I yeah. feel like. Um, but I think that that would be really, really good. Uh, linebacker, defensive lineman, like those kind of guys. Um, it's like, unfortunately for the draft, it's not like the sexiest names to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you want that, the quarterback, the running back, you right. know, B. John Robinson. I want it, you know, I, <laughs> but, like, you know, we don't need people like that because right. on, the, on the bright side of things, we are developing a very solid offense, yeah. which is great. Um, wide receivers. I did look into Rasheed Rice because from SMU, um, really small little guy just run around all over the place i'd be like that'd be great to have somebody like him in the wide receiver room so he's someone that i have my eye on and somebody else is case on bout from lsu um okay. and those are those are a couple guys that i'm just going to be looking into um but honestly i feel like this is because i feel like last year we had those two picks and i think i knew where we were going yeah. With those picks. And this year, I'm, like, really not sure. I have no idea. Like, what? I am not confident. I don't know. I get it. <laughs> I, think, I, I normally feel like I'm like, okay, this is what we need. And yeah. this is what we should get. And this is who it should be. And, yeah. like, that was me last year, at least with Evan Neal. Like, I was like, we need Evan Neal. And, like, yeah. get him at five. And when we didn't pick him at five, I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. And, and we got him at seven. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, it was crazy. But this is this year. I'm really just like not sure. You know, I'm yeah. gonna, I trust Joe Shane. I do with my life. Me too. Like that man could yep. literally. There would be someone holding a gun to my head. I'd be like, Joe Shane will save me. Call Everything's him. fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. So yeah. I feel like whatever does happen in the first round is probably going to be for the benefit of our team. Yep. I just have no idea what it's going to be. Yeah, I think he knows how to run a team. I think he knows how to bring. I mean, the fact that he pulled off um Kayvon and Evan Neal was mm. insane like I don't know how to this day the Giants pulled that off getting both of them because I was in your bowl it was one or the other and I yeah. was going back and forth up until draft night um not yeah. knowing and then I finally moved with Evan Neal because I obviously know Evan Neal front and back and he's gonna get better everyone sure. listening I promise you like don't like I hate you like talk like stupid thing he's gonna get better he's not Eric Flowers don't worry about it um like he's gonna get better like I promise like I've seen this kid like he is just an absolute like he's a beast but it's a transition people don't understand that either it's a huge transition going yeah. from college even at a good school like Alabama over to the NFL like it really is and for a position and an offensive lineman like look at the guys he's going up against too in the NFL that are defense like oof. They, they're it's big rough. and they're fast. And Evan Neal's like, oh, shit, this guy's coming after me. Like, it is yeah. tough out there. So he will get better. But it was, yeah, I, it was one or the other. And he was able to pull off both of them. And I think that, you know, the rest of the draft last year was very in favor for the New York Giants. So I think that they'll do the right thing. I am very much, I, I like your idea that don't go wide receiver in the first round. I've been pushing that for a while now. Um, but with the recent happenings with bringing back, you know, veterans and, you know, looking at free agency and pulling some new people in, you know, can we get someone still and, you know, in the later rounds and be confident, you know, I think of like Wandale Robinson, I actually thought we went after him too early last year, but it worked out for the giants. It yeah. really did. So, um, I'm happy about that. I'm happy to have him come back. Honestly, mm -hmm. it was so crappy to see him get hurt last oh, season. Yes. Um, he was having a great, great rookie year. Yeah. Um, so 
I'm very much excited um, to see him come back, but that was something that I questioned, is it too early last year? So I like where you're going at with this year, you know, is the first round too early for a wide receiver? Yeah, just because um, just because of this draft itself, too. You know, it's not a wide receiver star draft. Yeah. Um, so like, it's a big running back class, which is um, we don't really need that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but like, it, it, it is a running back um, class, which yeah. is very interesting because I'm interested to see where they're all going to go. Like who's going to nab like one of the top running backs. Sure, sure. Yeah. I just think that at this point with what we're doing in free agency, what we've already done, what we might do later. I just think that a, a wide receiver in the first round is not the end of the world, but I also think we can utilize that 25th pick yeah. in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, who knows? Yeah. I have a lot of studying to do prior to the draft. So I think we all do. I think yeah. we all do. These people's like people who watch college football like heavily and they're like writing people's names down. They're like this guy for, you know, this yeah. team and this year. And you're like, I don't know. I just go with who's popping up at the ground now. Yeah, honestly. Like that's extreme. Like I'm big into college football, but i I know the people that you're talking about. I'm like, oh my God, how do they like I don't have time? Like I focus like on the NFL, like full that's, time. Yeah. Like I can't do college- both. It's like secondary for me, but like I get it. Like I know who the people are, but like I, there's so many other people that I have like no idea. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. All right. So this is an open-ended question for just pretty much every team, not Giants related. Mm-hmm. But what team do you think is uh, in the most trouble? I guess going into the 2023 season, and this can honestly be like further roster coaching uh salary cap um anything kind of like what do you think what team's gonna run into some roadblocks and some trouble honestly apart from like the texans which i I think everybody knows it's just they get price young so yeah which they might you know or cj stroud like who knows like we we we're they need a quarterback they're gonna get a quarterback in the draft like that's the bottom line yep um but they got rid of Kyle Allen, who mm-hmm. was like one of their backups. He went to Buffalo. Um, and they just they've been falling apart, it seems for years yeah. now. But apart from them, I feel like, and I feel like this might be good for us, is that all of a sudden the commanders like swiped everybody out and they're just like bringing in like Jacoby Brissett, and you're like, yeah. okay, like Taylor Heineke, right. no more. Why? I don't know. I, know. But, I was confused about that too. Yeah. So like the commanders, I feel like are not our team division wise will probably still put up a fight against the NFC East. Right. But in terms of the league, I cannot see that team going anywhere. Yeah. And I mean Jacoby Brissett held his own in, in Cleveland with everything going on with Deshaun Watson. Right. And could do what he could for that team. And I feel like that's what Jacoby Brissett does. He pops around to these teams that are just like, we just need somebody that Someone. can like put points on the board, maybe win us a game every once in a while. So the commanders, I mean, Brian Robinson and like they're, I think they got rid of JD McKissick. I think. So yeah. like they're just, I think the commanders are just kind of wiping it. Yeah. You know, just figuring it out. They got ownership issues. They got, you know, oh yeah they were like Carson Wentz no thanks ever never mind I'm I not know. interested anymore yeah and like it's just like weird like they don't really have any stars I mean Chase Young was supposed to be like their shining light and this uh, yeah has barely done anything for this team um yeah so I mean it's good for us oh absolutely good for us yeah but not great for them yeah 
No, I think it's an interesting team to point out because there's so many different factors. Like you said, like right now they're, they're losing a lot of people to, you know, trades and things like that within free agency. They are pulling people in, but you're kind of wondering why they're pulling people in. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, so upset that Nick Gates went to them. That was Oh, that's like, like the that one was blind, thing. I was so blindsided by that. Like, I didn't even know that was up for, like, discussion. So, like, I'm, like, so upset about that. I knew like, he was a free agent, but I was I like, just, nah, he's going to stay. Yeah. Like, so... <laughs> But it's they are pulling in like we obviously are obsessed with Nick Gates as Giants fans, but like around the NFL, like another team might see that and be like, all right, they just pulled in a lot. You know what I mean? Like it might not yeah. be that scary to other people. Um, but you're right. They're making a lot of moves. They've got awful management issues, coaching. I'm not the biggest believer in Ron Rivera in Washington. I, I used mean- to love him in Carolina. He that's the biggest asterisk, though. I think he's a really good coach. Yes. It's the it's the in Washington part. It's yes. not good there. And I agree. If they have another weird season, he's he's got to go. Um, yeah. and and maybe he'll find success somewhere else. I'm just the night and day like between you know Carolina and Washington has been very weird for me to see him just not do great there. Yeah, I mean the man went to a Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Like, yeah. Imagine nobody knowing anything about the world, and like a year ago, you told somebody that Ron or Barry Tim <laughs> went to the Super Bowl. I know. Like nobody would believe you. Nobody. No would one. You. Like no one. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. All righty. Well, we will see about the commanders in 2023 if they are in trouble, but definitely. And honestly, if you're watching live, who do you think's in trouble? I think a couple of teams are in trouble, but we will see that as it pans out as the rest of free agencies underway. We get into the draft, we get into preseason and we move into the 2023 season, which please get here because I miss football dearly. So All right, so this is my favorite segment of Third and Wine. It is a segment where you can literally just complain. It is called Wine It Out. So drink your wine, wine, love it, complain about anything you want. Sam, what do you want to whine about tonight? I I touched on it earlier in the show, um, but I'm going to complain about the entire Jets quarterback situation because (laughs) I spent an hour of my life yesterday watching the Pat McAfee show live because I thought Aaron Rodgers was brutal. I hate that show. It it, honestly, it was a, it was a difficult watch. And the, the funny thing was, is that I had spoken to my mom afterwards and she was just like, Oh, like, how's your day been? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's been like pretty good, whatever. And, like, as a joke, she was like, do any drugs today? And I was like, well, I watched Aaron Rodgers speak for an hour. So, basically, I did mushrooms today. Basically. This man, you know, and the thing is, too, if I may get into this, like, deep into this wine it out segment, I grew up, and since middle school, I loved Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I, like, it was, like, Giants. Packers. I loved. I had Packers gear. My brother bought me Packers keychains. Like I loved Aaron Rodgers so much. And like all this, you know, obviously as time went on in these past couple of years, he's gotten a little weird. And I was like, you're making it hard (laughs) to like you, dude. And like the more I've gotten to know him, he's a smart guy. The more I've gotten to know him, like I've spoken to. But like you know, he's just loves to hear himself talk. Yeah. And I am like, dude. Like, the second that he knows anyone's looking at him, he will try and hold your attention for as long as possible. And even when you don't want to listen to him anymore, he will, like, sprinkle something in that you're like, oh, are you going to? 
are you yeah. going to the New York Jets? And he's like, so when I was in the darkness and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> just tell me whether or not you're going to be in New York. And I just, I, I watched that whole thing. Cause I was like, I, after he said that he was like intending to play, I was like, maybe something else will sprinkle right. in here or there. Oh my God. And nothing happened basically. Um, and then on the other side of things, Zach Wilson, who just annoys the crap out of me anyway, annoying. just the fact that the thing is that I kept going back to was that Zach Wilson, like months ago, said that he was going to make the veteran quarterback who the Jets ended up signing that he was like, I'm going to make his life a living hell. And I was like, like doing what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like. I, I, like bringing him into the city going out at bounce like i don't know like what are you talking about and like the fact that now it's go- probably going to be aaron Rodgers. i'm like right you're not gonna do shit you're not gonna anything. do anything to aaron Rodgers because aaron Rodgers is terrifying like yeah <laughs> you're not gonna do anything and the joke was too is that like while i was watching this i was like I wonder if Zach Wilson is sitting here watching the Pat McAfee show to figure out whether or not Aaron Rodgers. He definitely was. You have to assume, right? Like that, like somebody who's like trying to come after your job. If you think that they're going to talk about it on live TV or live YouTube, I'd go sit and watch it too. Oh yeah. Um, But either way, the Jets situation is just, it's a mess and they're literally just turning into the Packers and while I feel like it'll be an yeah. entertaining watch for the rest of this offseason, and obviously when the time does come around that we get to watch them actually play football, my God, this has just been excruciating, and I wish that somebody would just tell. And it also was the report that came out that was like, yeah. it's done. And then we were like, it's done? And like Schefter and Ian Rappaport were just like, no. nothing. Silence, yeah. radio silence. And I was like, can someone just give me some? I just need to know whether or not this is going down or not, so... I've yeah. just been annoyed with that this entire week, and it's been, it affects my job because I'm sitting there like ready to post about things, and they're like, nope, "Well, yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. and it's infuriating." Yeah, well, I feel bad for you. Like that's like honestly like what I'm thinking about like during your whole rant. I was like, "Shit!" Like you are waiting around. Like it, yeah. it literally is your job to like report on these things, like create like things for it, and like you just yeah. constantly waiting. And I just- I have literally drafted so many Instagram <laughs> posts. I have so like they're still in my drafts. It's just like a line of different Aaron yeah. Rodgers graphics. That's like he's gonna play. He's not gonna play. He intends to play. You have to be ready for that. This is what he said, and I was like, I uh, just yeah, tell me what's going on, and yeah. nobody's telling us what's going on. And no. it's ridiculous, and it's just pissing me off. And I'm just ready to know whether or not Aaron Rodgers is becoming the next Brett Favre. That's all I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that happening, honestly. He just, I think you're right. Like, every time he gets someone's attention, he wants to hold it. Um, I think right now it's it's, he knows the world is following him, so Mm -hmm. he wants to keep it going, which is just super frustrating. I feel bad for the Jets to be full- Fully transparent, like Jets management and like their ownership, grow a fucking set of balls and pull out of this, pull out of the deal. Like, I'm sorry, because if you have a shitty season with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to retire next year. So you wasted all of the money and the assets that you're putting towards him. You're not going to be able to pay a guy like Quinnen Williams. His contract is coming up and he is probably the best thing to happen to the New York Jets in a very long time. So you're going to put all your eggs in this one basket for it to fail, for him to leave. If I were the Jets management right now, and here's my little wine it out for you, I would pull out of it. Pull out of it now. Run as fast as you can because he's been – 
clearly dragging this along. Like he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's not going to like, that's the full thing too. Like people need to understand like the New York Jets. I will laugh if you don't even fucking go to the playoffs next year with him. Like get a grip of reality. Like Aaron. And to me, every time I see Aaron Rodgers these days, when I hear him talk, even this last season, like, He's just not an NFL player to me anymore. He doesn't seem like an NFL quarterback. Like I just, right. I don't see it anymore in him. I just, yeah. and it's the physical state. It's the mental state. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Cause like I said, I've, I've been a huge Aaron Rodgers fan for a long, I have an Aaron Rodgers Jersey. It doesn't fit yeah. me anymore, but I don't <laughs> have the heart in me to give it away or like donate it or anything like that. So it's, it's sad to see the change it's almost like falling out of love with someone and it's like rude it's like worse than breaking up it's like (laughs) not having the same feelings you had before um but I just I I wish that he would just be like you know what this is what's going on this that and the other thing here's you know here's what I know say it like yeah just and, and it's all about compensation too and it's about you know getting freaking Jordy Nelson out of retirement to go to the Jets. And but then Randall just Cobb. don't go on the Pat McAfee show then. Just shut your mouth and let it happen behind the scenes. Yeah, but you know what? He's he's big. He's gone on Pat McAfee every week, all like all of the like NFL season. Like that's just like what he does. And he figured if he's going to give any kind of scoop, he's going to give it to Pat. So yeah. I, I assume that's why he did it. But also like – you know, they started out and he was just like, how was the darkness? And he was like, well, day one. And I oh was like, God, no. I can't hear about your darkness retreat, Aaron. <laughs> I really, I'm, you sat in the dark. I get it. You hallucinated. You like ate, you know, whatever. I get it. Nobody cares. No one does. <laughs> no one does. And that's my wind it out. I absolutely love it. What a wind <laughs> it out. That's exactly what the segment is meant for. And clearly something to just get it out there. So I totally feel you on that one. All right, Sam, this has been absolutely incredible. I appreciate you coming on third and wine with me. I just want to keep, give a little shout out to our audience and remind them, keep your Instagram, your Twitter open because stuff is still happening. Shit probably happened while we were on filming this live. Yeah, I have to go look at my Twitter. So honestly, keep that open. You can follow third and wine. I'm retweeting everything, posting everything on Instagram. It is like, I can't do it anymore. My fingers hurt. I'm trying (laughs) posting everything out there. So, and then obviously follow me on Twitter, you get my reaction. Obviously, follow Sam as well. Uh, and listen, we are 42 days away from the NFL draft. So, so exciting. I love giving everyone reminders how far away we are because it's coming up close and it gives us football fans something to look forward to. But as we close out this episode, Sam, one more time, where can everybody find you? Yeah, definitely. So I'm on Twitter at Sam TGWTS. I'm on Instagram at the girl who talks sports. And if you want to follow me on our work accounts, it is Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all MOJO at Mojo. Um, we post some really funny Mimi stuff sometimes. So it's a good time <laughs> if you want to follow us over there. Sports stock market. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't put out a lot of content anymore, but I'm definitely I'm on Twitter right now, like hardcore, <laughs> like hardcore on Twitter right now. So Awesome. All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much. And thank you to our audience tuning in live or listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Cheers. And thanks for watching Third and Wine.